Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. The fantasy addiction never ends here at Red vs. Blue. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special divisional playoff edition of Red vs. Blue. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, uh, real quick, before we, we got a big show tonight because it's the divisional playoff. we got four big games. We're going to break them down for everybody that's playing in the playoff draft world championship or you're playing in the DraftKings weekly contest we know there's still fantasy action going on so we're going to break those down we also have a little bit of NBA action going on tonight and uh, we have a dynasty startup draft that has been going on and I want to get your take Mike on a lot of the picks I'm going to break down the draft we're going to pick that thing apart because we have the dynasty football world championship getting ready to ramp up so just while everybody else is winding down the Dynasty World Championship is getting ready to ramp up. So what's going on, my man, Friday night? Hey, man, great stuff going on, Scott. Uh, you know, just uh, enjoy everybody uh, listening in, uh, tuning in. Uh, this is probably my favorite weekend of the NFL because the simple fact is this is go or go home time. I mean, I know last week is go or go home, but this is the real deal. This is a chance to go to the uh, to your uh, conference championship uh finals and you know it's it's a lot of fun i'm looking at the uh the uh the draft here and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun as well but scott there's so much going on uh one thing about fantasy football it never stops it never it it started but it has never stopped and uh just having a lot of fun with you man 
347-324-5404 is the number. We apologize about the chat room. Uh, some difficulties there. We will try to get that up and rolling. The crew here at the Red vs. Blue, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Uh, and we have the uh, – we, we just completed the Fantasy Football World Championships, Mike, Season 2. Our second year is in the books. Glenn Lowy is the Fantasy Football World Champion. Over $160,000 that he cashed himself just from the World Championship. And we're getting ready to go out and see him in Vegas. He and his wife are going to come out at the uh, Super Bowl party at the Mirage. Uh, we're going to be partnering up in Vegas, Mike, with Glenn Lowy, right. our champion. He's going to get the check, have the photo ops in the sports book there, and then we'll just hang out, you know, have a good time. You know, I think he's going to probably, you know, we're, hopefully I can sit down and we can do a little gambling together. We can have, you know, break some bread and, and just uh, we got a big Super Bowl the game that, that'll be, and we, we don't even know what that's going to be yet. We have, we're down to eight teams, Mike. We're going to be down to four after Sunday night. So let's start with the four games that we saw last weekend, Mike. We got it started off with the Chiefs and the Colts. Everybody wants to hear your breakdown, Mikey. What do you think of that game, the Chiefs and the Colts battling in Indianapolis? You know, that was crazy, Scott. I mean, that was total crazy. Uh, Jamal Charles goes down immediately. And uh, Kansas City, they got to feel like they have no chance whatsoever. But I'll tell you what, uh, Alex Smith, He's he, he's quite a gamer. Uh, I mean, he really uh, brought that team back along with Niles Davis. I mean, th- those guys really played hard. They really played strong. And did they think that they had it in the bag? Maybe so, because Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton had something to say about it. They had something else to say about it. And, you know, the the game is so crazy in in transitions and forms and the way it goes about. But Indianapolis and Andrew Luck, T. Y. Hilton, the whole team, the whole team did a heck of a job in coming back and winning that game uh, for Indianapolis. And so you know I, I, I you know I, I put it on the message board uh, on Facebook. Uh, if you're a Jamal Charles owner, I bet you're sick. Well, guess what? Uh, everybody was a Jamal Charles owner at that time. But the bottom line is, kudos to Andrew Luck, Pagano, T.Y. Hilton, that whole team, because they made that comeback. It was a big game, and, and, I, and I know in the Pick'em contest, man, my, my dad and I, we always like to do a team in the Pick'em-style game. And right before we, we were, about an hour before the games, I'm saying, I said, Dad, let's fade the best player in the game. Let's fade Jamal Charles. I said, we were talking about not using him because we had three guys and we felt like we could only use two of them because we didn't want to lose, you know, too many guys on the first weekend. So we said Charles, McCoy, and Graham. Uh, Jimmy Graham, LaShawn McCoy, and Jamal Charles. I said, they're great players, but we can't use them all, Dad. I was like, even though they can all go off and have big games, very likely two of those three are going to lose and we cannot lose two guys. I'm okay with losing one of those but I don't want to lose two. So we have to figure out which one we're going to fade. And it's, it, we bounced around back and forth. I said, I, said, I said, let's take Jamal Charles out because we felt like Indianapolis was going to win the game. We felt like that result was more confident. And little did we know that we were, you know, that game was not as confident as we once thought. But that game did turn out to be a bummer for Jamal Charles and all the Jamal Charles owners. Uh, going out like that when you know he was just primed to have a big day. 
Uh, let's see. What yeah. did we learn from that game, Mike, that we can carry over? Obviously, Andrew Luck is um, – there's no reason why this guy is not going to have multiple Super Bowl rings at during his career, Mike. The only thing that could mess him up is the front office. The front office could obviously screw this up, but this kid should have multiple Super Bowl rings. Don't you agree? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, he, he showed me he was clutch. Uh, one thing I learned from that game was that Indy is, they're again, susceptible to the run. The run. I mean, Shane Vereen could be very huge this week uh, because, I mean, Niles Davis, I mean, he's not the, uh, the, the top-notch running back, but uh, he, he was able to do what he wanted to do. So systems are systems, and uh, – so I, you know, I look forward to Shane Marine having a big week this week. But what I see out of Andrew Luck is amazing. That was great. That was great stuff. You got to fear the beard, man. That is, um, that is one kid that uh, again is, is destined for some success. Let's let's talk about what else we learned in that game, Mike. T.Y. Hilton, uh, a superstar, star is born there. We knew he had the big play ability, but Luck just puts it on the money right in stride for that big touchdown. Donald Brown looked fantastic. Trent Richardson, what are you doing crossing hands and trying to, uh, you know, change that uh, where you're carrying the ball in the middle of the field as you're crossing? He got the fumble. He didn't see the ball again, Mike. Uh, so Trent Richardson is going to have to wait till next year to really be a force. You would have to think Donald Brown's going to uh, be back. And then we couldn't stop Dwayne Bowe, so that will play in uh, this week. We'll obviously talk about that. Uh, Alex Smith, again, looked like Alex Smith. He does what he needs to do, but, again, he's still missing that big game to really put his career on the map. Uh, let's move on to the next game that night, the New Orleans Saints, with the victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike, everybody and their mother and their brother was talking about the Philly Eagles uh, taking that game, and what happened? The New Orleans Saints showed up, and they, they, they showed that they are, uh, they're here to play. Now, they got a tough game this week, but let's talk about – last week in that Saturday night game. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was ready for New Orleans to play a big game. Sean Payton, people really underestimate the coaching ability and and the motivation he has uh, with his team. Sean Payton is tremendous. Um, I mean, he just has a way of getting through to these guys about the will to win. I mean – and not many people can do that, but they had that will to win. Uh, it wasn't the best game, uh, but it was good enough. It was good enough to win. And, uh, you know, moving forward uh, to next week, uh, I've, got, I've got a couple of theories that I want to break, you know, break down on uh, red versus blue against Seattle. But uh, it was good enough last week, and that's all he wanted. All right, and I and I somewhat pretty much agree with that entire assessment, Mikey. Uh, you know, we didn't see much of the Philly offense that we thought we would. They did not get the ball into the hands of LaShawn McCoy like I thought they should. He's the best weapon on the field. He's not getting enough carries or touches, in my opinion. And uh, credit the Saints, but I think Philly really kind of tried to do too much through the air and, and not rely on their best weapon, which is LaShawn McCoy. I thought that was a big, big mistake. And, uh, look, that's, uh, that's what you get. The Saints came in, handled their business. Mark Ingram got the carry last week. Not many other backs saw the field. Mark Ingram kind of did his thing, and they kind of just took the game out of uh, Chip Kelly and the Nick Foles offense there. They kind of took that away, and it'll be interesting to see what they do against Seattle. Well, again, we'll break those games down after the middle segment, which we're going to talk about the dynasty 
uh, mock draft. So the third game on the tap that we had, Mikey, was the Chargers taking care of the Cincinnati Bengals and taking care of business. Uh, Andy Dalton, they always talk about the good Andy or the bad Andy. The bad Andy showed up, and he couldn't ever get things going. That's a big difference between him and Andrew Luck, Mikey. Andrew Luck, if he has a bad game going, he doesn't ever think about it. He goes to the next play. He's firing it down the field. It seems like whatever happens to Andy when he gets going down the wrong path, he never seems to recover. We've been waiting for the bad games to kind of turn around for him. It just doesn't happen, Mike. Right. And another thing about that, Scott, is that uh, defense can predicate offense. Offense can predicate defense. What I saw in that game was San Diego's defense was sharp. I mean, they were extremely sharp, and they helped San Diego's offense to propel themselves to do better and better and better. And it just uh, – I hate to say this. I'm not going to compare them to last year's Baltimore Ravens, but I'm seeing similar things. Phillip Rivers is managing games. He's doing things the right way. Danny Woodhead's doing stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm just I, – I don't know. Can San Diego pull it off against Denver? I don't know. But uh, what I saw last week against Cincinnati was very impressive. They, they managed the game, and that's part, of, that's part of winning playoffs. Yeah, A.J. Green, they really took him out of the game. Uh, kudos to the Chargers for that game plan. Uh, Giovanni Bernard get, did get some mop-up duty. Marvin Jones looked fantastic. The tight ends never really got things going. Uh, again, and this is a very efficient Phillip Rivers type of game. That's what he does. He doesn't turn the ball over very much uh, when he's when he's not being asked to win the game. And he, if he has a solid ground game, kind of doing their thing. Uh, look, it wasn't a special game for the Chargers. It was just no. a, a business game for no. them. And 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 the the Bengals never really turnovers. got anything going. Well, yeah, it, was, it, it was all about. It, yeah, Scott, it was all about turnovers. That was it. Uh, defense played a great game, and uh, they put the offense in position to make plays. It, it, like you said, it wasn't, uh, you know, fantastic stats or anything like that. The defense made that happen. Yeah. Uh, the final game of the weekend, we saw the Packers and the Niners. Probably, other than the other than the Colts game, I think it was the most enjoyable game the Colts game was fantastic. Uh, seeing the comeback, watching the comeback, being there for the comeback—just, yeah. just you—you won't forget that for Andrew Luck. Uh, you know, to be part of, to be there while he was doing that, uh, you felt like you were part of something. You were part of this kid growing up and, and seeing him do this, and it's just his second year. Now the Packers game—I should say the Niners game, right? Uh, it was—it was clear and evident that the Niners were were the better team to me. I don't know if that was as clear to everybody else, but Aaron Rodgers just needs more time. I think that team is ready to go. I think he just needs more time back with the offense, with the wide receivers, with, you know, uh, Boykin out there, and Corliss, and Eddie Lacy kind of run the ball. It just wasn't the synergy. When Kaepernick was on the field right. against the Green Bay defense, he could not be stopped. They were having fits trying to contain him. Everything they did, the Kaepernick had an answer. And it seemed like they finally let him go, Mike. He was finally allowed to get out in the pocket. And against Green Bay, that's what you do. I mean, you're, they, they allow tons of yards uh, on the ground, and we knew that was going to come back to bite him, and it did. 
Yeah, it did. And, uh, you know, when you uh, when you allow uh, Colin Kaepernick to have that much room to work with, man, he's dangerous. I mean, very dangerous. So you, you never know what's going to happen with him. Uh, you know, it, it was a tough game, tough game to manage, I'm sure. It was very cold, such a ap- tough atmosphere. But it was cold for both teams. So, you know, I, I thought uh, Kaepernick and uh, Harbaugh and that whole team – they handled it extremely well. I thought Green Bay did as well. You know, it, it was just one of those things. It was kind of a coin flip. Yeah, it was a it was a little bit closer in score, but I never really doubted the pack, uh, the, the Niners' ability to uh, to win that game and take it when they needed to. I don't know. I mean, it was just me. I was confident the whole time. Uh, but yeah, it did uh, turn out for the Niners. Congratulations, Niners fans, Packer fans. You'll have to wait another year. And look, we all know that Aaron Rodgers will be the number one quarterback drafted again when uh, back in fantasy time. He'll be the, he'll be the number one quarterback drafted. I don't think there's much question about that. Randall Cobb back in action, fantastic, phenomenal talent. Jordy Nelson, James Jones, on the other hand, doesn't sound like he'll be with the team. He'll be with a new team, you know, somebody yeah. where he can actually use that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. I can I can think of several good situations for him to really thrive. So. Uh, it will be interesting to see where uh, James Jones lands next year. Okay, Mike, we are going to break down all four of the games this weekend, but first we're going to jump over to the Dynasty Football World Championship Mock Startup Draft. We are already drafting. Uh, I've got it here in the chat room. I've got it pulled up, and I'm, gonna, and I'm actually on the clock, so we're going to make my pick while, while I'm here tonight, Mike. It's already in the 13th round, so it's going to be a deep flyer, but that's kind of where uh, some of that magical picks happen. Um, Yep. Let me let me just run down this first round for those of you listening from home, uh, running on the treadmill on Saturday morning, catching the podcast. Uh, I know Friday night is um, a little bit quiet here, but let me let me run down the first round for everybody at home. Uh, good good group of uh, players here participating. Everybody plays in the Dynasty Football World Championship. Twelve of us decided to step up and take a look at what a Dynasty startup draft looks like, Mike, and that's how sick we are, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let me let, let me try try help you out. Go ahead uh, with the first pick. Who's, who was that? Uh, first pick was LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn okay, McCoy. Not, not, not a lot of questions about LaShawn McCoy or why he, should, why he would be taken there. Number two pick was Jimmy Graham. Uh, again, when you're that good, when you're as good as Jimmy Graham and you can mean that much to your lineup and be that much better – than the other tight ends, especially with the injury to Gronkowski. There's nobody really challenging Graham for that throne and that title of yeah. number one tight end. And you don't want to mess your draft up with the first pick. You certainly can with a bad running back. We saw last year Trent Richardson uh, being drafted very early. Doug Martin being drafted very early. Well, you yep. saw what they did this year. Now, I'm not saying and yep. condemning their future history, but we know that a running back can tend to look good. We know Jimmy Grant. Point blank, one of the best fantasy players in the game. So, Jimmy Graham, the number two pick. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, I love Jimmy Graham at uh, two. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Josh Gordon at three. Uh, Josh Gordon at three. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's pretty uh, that's, that's that's pretty solid because uh, you know he's already proven, man. This this guy can go for for days and days and days and touchdowns. Um, and then AJ Green at four. A uh, bunch of wide receivers in this uh, dynasty startup. Uh, not many running backs in the fr- first round, uh, other than uh, Shady. 
you know, you got uh, Jamal Charles, but, uh, you know, I know you're on the clock probably making the pick, Scott, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's pretty much a lot of wide receivers, and then then on the come around, there, there's quite a few running backs that, 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 that they start picking, but uh, it's uh, very interesting. A lot of wide receivers and tight ends uh, picked in the first round. By the way, Mark Porwood in the chat room, crown their ash. He did uh, win a little bit of cash in the Dynasty Football World Championship. He won his league, Mike. He was one of the top four seeds in Dynasty League number three this past year. Uh, he didn't have Boy. the best record. He didn't have the most points, but he was right there, uh, and he was one of the top four seeds. He was actually the second seed in his league, and he beat – uh, Davis Strand, House of Orange, in a very competitive league to win his league. He just he just chatted in the in the chat room here. He said he's using his new MacBook Pro that he bought with his DFWC winnings. <laughs> loving the new Mac, very sick. So yeah, you get to look. Love hey, it. I love, love it. iPads, tablets, Mac Pros, that kind of stuff. When you're looking at your draft, a, a live color coded draft on the uh, on those tablets, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's it's yeah. a lot of fun to draft too. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, congrats, and uh, that that's awesome. That's awesome uh, words to hear. Uh, you know that uh, he can use that and uh, make it work. Uh, oh. it's, it's about technology and making things work for you. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not as big of a Mac guy myself, but I do I do like the um, the uh, the Pro, the the little um, uh, the tablet, uh, the Surface Pro. I got me one of those. Okay, so let's see. We will go Lashawn McCoy one, Jimmy Graham two. Uh, White Razors takes Josh Gordon, number three, over A.J. Green at number four. Calvin at number five. So, Calvin, the number three wide receiver off the board. Gordon, Green, Calvin, Julio. I take Demarius at seven. And, and look, to be honest with you, I think all those guys are kind of interchangeable, don't you? I mean, any of those guys, they're all young. Demarius may have a little bit more of a propensity to get injured, that was a consideration. I still had Des Bryant as an well, available wide receiver there too. Yeah, you know, I think uh I think Julio uh was drafted a little bit early in that spot because of his uh injury issues. Um I don't know. I, I just uh I don't know if I would take Julio uh that early. Uh I'd probably take Des Bryant before Julio. Just my opinion. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. You know, Des, I consider Des one of the best in the game, but there have been some questions. Uh, you know, look, I, the back injury, is, I don't like back injuries. I'm never a bit a big fan of that, and I'm sure he can have a surgery or a procedure or something to clean that up. I just don't like back problems in the NFL, so I, I stayed away. Uh, Jamal Charles at number eight. Des Bryant, again, the aforementioned, at number nine. Giovanni Bernard at number 10 is the third running back off the board, followed by Matt Forte and Doug Martin rounding out the top five running backs, Mike, and the first round. Uh, What do you want to talk about there? Giovanni Bernard, the third running back, a little high for you? A little high for me, but then again, uh, watching uh, the number 12 hole taking Doug Martin, I couldn't take Doug Martin in 12 hole. I. I mean, I would I would have Giovanni Bernard right there, but uh, so uh, maybe Gio is uh, not that high. But I, I'm I'm very interested to see how the running backs lay out in the second round. 
Well, and we can definitely take a look at that. Here we go right into round number two in the first Dynasty Startup Mock of the Year. Mike, I'm telling you, we're crazy. Adrian Peterson at 2-1. He's a guy that I cannot draft uh, that early. And, and, and even to mention Doug Martin, look, Doug Martin, I think you're getting a steal at 112. Although, although, for the few weeks that we saw of him while he was healthy, he wasn't getting it done. It really scares me, you know. I mean, he looked fantastic his first year. He did have – his stats last year were powered by a couple of really big games, right? He Didn't he have like a 50-burger and a 40-burger yep. last year? He had two really big yep. games. That put his stats yep. really on the map. And there was really no disputing Doug Martin as being a top five, you know, running back. But, again, we didn't have a huge body of work to look at, like with a Peterson or a Forte or a Charles. Uh, Same with Spiller, C.J. Spiller, who was the seventh running back off the board, the third pick in the second round. Uh, These guys didn't have a huge body of work. I'm a little, I was a little leery to 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 take them there that early, uh, especially with the wide receivers like Randall Cobb still sitting there. He went with the second pick in the second round, Mike, uh, followed by Antonio Brown, Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell and Alshon Jeffrey. A lot of young guys there that we've only seen one year, maybe two, Mike. Well, I tell you what, I, I really love the Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy showed me a lot this year. Uh, I know they're out they're out of the uh, playoffs and such, but uh, he showed me a lot. And you combine that with uh, Jamal Charles and what he's got coming up here in the third round because I got the draft board right in front of me. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, he, he really looks good right here. Yeah, uh, IPS driver Anita just said she would take Geo second running back after Shady, and I just had to go look at my rankings to see where I had Geo. I have him McCoy, Charles, Bernard. Okay, so, yeah, that's real close. That, that is, that's real close yeah, to the, the, uh, the actual results. One thing, one thing I want to throw out, Scott, is is the uh, a different uh, offensive coordinator with Jay Gruden uh, going to Washington. Do you think that's going to affect uh, Andy Dalton, Geo, uh, AJ, any at all? I mean, who's going to be the new offensive coordinator since he? That's a good question, Mike. I don't, I don't know, but uh, he is a very creative guy. They have to get somebody in there that they can shake things up and, uh, you know, do different things because that speed kills in the NFL. Speed kills. You've got to get him open yep. in space and be willing to not, you know, play. you have to get a guy in there like, um, you know, uh, the way the Saints use Darren Sproles. You know, you got to get him out there in space and let him go right. and, and give him significant touches in the offense. You can't waste a talent like Giovanni Bernard. You have to use him. I mean, if you put him in a, if you put him in the wrong offense, you know, it, He's not He's not going to succeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's look yeah. at the rest of this draft. I love the Alshon Jeffrey pick. In fact, I'm starting to consider Alshon Jeffrey over those other backs, to be honest with you. To be able to get a guy like yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, who went wide receiver number nine, Mike, I think that's about the right spot for him, actually. He is already being drafted ahead of Marshall, Nelson, uh, some big names, Victor Cruz, uh, over big names, Alshon Jeffrey in one year showed that he's got the goods. Brandon Marshall already said that he's better. Uh, that well, he, he feels that Alshon Jeffrey's better than himself. Well, you got to remember uh, this was really Alshon Jeffrey's uh, breakout year. This, this was his year. I mean, he mm-hmm. showed 
to the to the world uh, what he could do as a wide receiver, catching uh, passes that probably uh, he shouldn't catch, right. uh, making acrobat- acrobatic catches in the end zones. And, uh, so Alshon Jeffrey, uh, he moves up the board big time as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Uh, fun, fun, fun player to watch. Uh, Marshall Nelson, Shane Vereen at 210. That's a real high sure. pick on Shane Vereen. I did get a dynasty offer the other day that was Shane Vereen for Michael Floyd. Now, in this draft, somebody likes Shane Vereen at 210. Michael Floyd didn't go until 3-6. Uh, Wide receiver 17 off the board. But if push comes to shove, Mike, uh, PPR leagues, not thinking about the rest of your lineup, who do you like more, Shane Vereen or Michael Floyd? Ooh, that's tough. Um, we're talking dynasty, right? Uh, yeah. I would go. Uh, I would go with Shane Marine. I would. Yeah. Go, I would go with Shane Marine because there's uh, running backs are a dime a dozen right now, and I would go with him because I can I'd get, like a, to get, I can the get a wide receiver. I'd like to get the input from the crew, uh, Shane Vereen or. That's a for, good question. Uh, Michael Very Floyd. Question. You know, in the off season, I traded, unfortunately, Antonio Brown away from Michael Floyd in a league because I had to have him, and I was willing to do it uh, because I was real confident about Michael Floyd. I knew that Brown would have a good year with uh, Mike Wallace leaving and, and they, they them not having a ground game to speak of, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. You know, I, if I could have had that pick back, I would. Uh, but Michael Floyd will develop into that player. He does look very uh, good out there. Keenan Allen, the 12th wide receiver off the board after just one short year, Mike. Keenan Allen already being drafted uh, as the 12th overall pick. I did trade him also in a dynasty league in the offseason, unfortunately for Golden Tate. Uh, so that uh, I'm not afraid to share with you. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you all the good things I do and all the things I do right. I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've made some bad trades too, but – I win some of these trades too, Mike, when they happen. Like, remember in the 1250 dynasty when I got rid of Demarius Thomas uh, for Giovanni Bernard and Josh Gordon? Everybody's like, what are you doing trading Demarius away? Well, I just got two guys that some people are taking before Demarius. So you got to, you know, I'm I'm not going to say say all my trades are good, but sometimes I make some uh, some blunders too. Important to learn from them. Yeah, it's it's, well, it's tough to tell, Scott. I mean, you know, we go through – a trade isn't evaluated until about two or three years down the road. And then, yeah. then that way you can, you can really evaluate, okay, well, I messed this one up, or, hey, I did good. So, you know, you, you just never know sometimes. Speculate. By the way, uh, just found a tweet on Twitter. Z Bonner FF says, Lachey Seastrunk reminds me a little of Barry Sanders and LaShawn McCoy the Baylor running back that is going into the NFL draft, Lachey Seastrunk. So definitely check him out. He was he was a hot name coming into the season. Uh, T.Y. Hilton rounds out the second round. Then the third round gets real interesting, Mike. Corderell Patterson, DeAndre Hopkins, both over Victor Cruz. The old standby, DeMarco Murray, who had a fantastic season this year, Mike. The number yes. 11 running back off the board. Now, we said it. If DeMarco Murray could stay healthy – uh, he'd be a top five running back. That's what we said at the beginning of the year. Now, he did miss a little bit of time, but the guy finished sixth overall after missing just two games on the year. We were right on the money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, DeMarco Murray is solid. I can't believe uh, – I mean, I love Cordero Patterson. I mean, I, I love his uh, 
you know, his upside. I really do. Work? I mean, I love his upside. I, I mean, he's got what it takes. But uh, Demarco Murray, <laughs> I mean, your the head. guy is good. What? <laughs> you ever heard? You ever heard head. the hillbilly? You ever hear, heard the hillbillies upside your head? <laughs> upside your head. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, let's face it, DeMarco Murray is, uh, he's solid, but uh, I will take him before Cordell Patterson every day of the week. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. The thing about Cordell, which I have, I'm very high on Cordell, probably right around this area, I would be taking him because of it. Look, I, I... Again, another trade. I traded Jordan Cameron after his couple of big breakout games straight up for Corderell Patterson. Now, some people would say that you know they'd rather have Cameron because he's going to be a mainstay of tight end, but I, there were too many raw skills from Corderell remind you or just show you the ability that, that he's going to have in this game is unmatched by most every player in the NFL. The size, the speed, all he has to do is right. get the routes down, and he's doing it without the routes. The big plays that he's making – it's based on speed right now. That's it. You know, uh, wait till he's able to really yeah. put it down. When he when he's able to take advantage of the routes, the size will then matter. The size doesn't matter right now. It's all about speed. And you're seeing his speed, his four three speed that he flashed. You're seeing his speed now. Uh, but wait till he gets his routes down. That's when his size. He'll be able to make those catches like Alshon Jeffrey, uh, perhaps, uh, is doing. So I like well, to see the three one pick with with Corderell. Yeah, you know, I can understand that uh, because that's a definite uh, perfect dynasty pick to make. Uh, but you got to think down the road, what quarterback's going to be throwing it to him? Yeah, that's overrated. It's overrated. You think so? I'm not, you think so? I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the quarterback. I mean, look, I guess you could uh, you could look at the top wide receivers and say Josh Gordon being drafted in the top number number. Look what he did with his quarterback, right? Um, I mean, well, I guess he did that for how many at, games? Four. Uh, I mean, you, he did that for four or five games. That was it. Yeah, look at Justin Blackman, the way he was playing, and Cecil Shorts, and you know, uh, you know, Percy Harvin was even doing it in, in the pan, Minnesota. Man. Uh, hey, hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Uh, honestly, I don't want. I don't want a flash in the pan. I want a solid wide receiver that I can rely on week after week after week. If I'm yeah. going to draft him at that spot. I have to have a solid wide receiver. I don't want no, I hear you. 20, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. Most of the receivers there, if I am looking at the names, there's a good quarterback to go along with it. I, I, I do hear you, especially at that price. I, I, can, I can feel that. But usually in Dynasty, I'm not getting too carried away with the now of the quarterback situation. That will usually take care of itself, give it a little bit of time. Uh, Crabtree, uh, let's see where he – okay, let's go back to Cruz, Murray, Stacy. Zach Stacy was taken as the 12th running back off the board. Michael Floyd, the 17th wide receiver. Harvin, the 18th. I was a little high on Harvin. I probably shouldn't have taken him there. Julius Thomas, Lynch, Blackman, Garcon, and the first quarterback off the board in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, a couple of other interesting names to note, Mike. Gronkowski, 4-1. The funny thing is we're going to be back in the same exact boat as we were last offseason with the Gronkowski watch. We're going to be on Gronk watch again. Mike is going to be, all right, well, is he going to play? Are you going to draft right. him? Where's he going to fall? Fifth round, sixth round, should you take him, shouldn't you? You know, it's going to be the exact well, I, same boat. <laughs> you know, you're exactly right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the same strategy to Vegas. I mean, I know this is only uh, – 
January 10th, but I'm taking the same strategy to Vegas that yeah. I did last year. I have, I'm not going to touch him, and there's yeah. no way that I'm going to touch Gronk. Yeah. Uh, other interesting names of note, Crabtree, the 22nd wide receiver off the board. I bet he would go higher after seeing what we've seen in the last couple of playoff games from Crabtree. Uh, that that shows you he's ready to roll. Uh, what else do we see here that's that's somewhat interesting? Uh, I, Arian Foster down to 5'11". I still wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot nope. pole. Uh, let me run down my picks. Uh, Demarius Thomas, everybody wants to know, I'm sure. Le'Veon Bell, Percy Harvin, Andrew Luck. Before the big game, I took him at QB2 at 4'6". The four, sixth pick in the fourth round, Andrew Luck. After that game, I guarantee you he would have been taken higher than this and maybe even number one. I have Andrew Luck now as my number one uh, dynasty quarterback. I had him at number two before the game. I think you got to put him at number Makes one. Sense. Monty Ball, Tavon Austin, Vernon Davis. Jeremy Macklin lasted to wide receiver 41, Mike. Uh, I don't know if this is because they're just tired of being burned by the injuries or if the fact that he is going to be a free agent and he's going to be have it, you know he's going to be able to go where he wants to go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like I kind of got a steal there with Jeremy Macklin as my fourth wide receiver in the eighth round. So you would put uh, Luck before uh, Kaepernick in a yes. uh, dynasty oh, yeah. startup? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. In a dynasty startup, my quarterback rankings, I'm getting ready to release mine on Toolbox. It goes Luck, Rogers, Wilson, Newton, Ryan, Kaepernick. I, I left Ryan there because I think he's undervalued at the moment. And I'm sure that losing Tony Gonzalez hurts, but you get Julio back. I think that makes Ryan a top five dynasty QB yeah. in that offense. I don't think you should underrate Matt Ryan for a Colin Kaepernick. I know he's dual threat. He didn't have Crabtree this year. But we can see what he can do when he has him. But I'm not ready to put him above Ryan, Newton, Wilson, Rogers, or Luck. Not those guys. Uh, I did put no. Kaepernick above Stafford. I put him above Foles even. Uh, but you know, dynasty wise, look, I'm not I'm not renting a two and three year Drew Brees or uh, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. I'm not renting that unless I wait on my quarterback. I, well, I take one of well, those guys and then I back them up with you know a young guy you know that I'm waiting to develop like a Tannehill or a you know a Glennon or a Pryor or something where I'm just hoping he develops you know a Bridgewater. It's kind of well, it's kind of funny, Scott, because. Uh, if they don't develop after that first one or two years, they're not going to. That's what I'm seeing out of the NFL quarterbacks. Uh, mm -hmm. So you better grab them and grab them quick. And uh, once they, uh, you know, if they're uh, if they're established, so to speak, at even if even if the first uh, one or two years, uh, you better go ahead and get a luck or uh, you know a Russell Wilson and. Kaepernick, hang on to him. Hang on to him. I'm not sold on RG3, by the way. Uh, but uh, you better get those three and uh, just go ahead and hang on to them. And this draft coming up this year is going to be exciting. <laughs> I went ahead and took uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense in the third. Mike, can you consider a defense in a dynasty league? Is that just a waste yeah. of pick? I mean, look. There's a lot of bad nah. picks that I've been, I'm, I'm seeing taken. Look, would you rather have a Nick Toon on your dynasty team or a Seattle Seahawks? Toon? Really? 
Would you rather have a Jared Cook on your team or a Seattle Seahawks? Cook. Would you rather have a Kerry, Kerry Robinson on your team or a Seattle Seahawks? Robinson. Bryce Brown or Seattle Seahawks? Brown. Sean it gives me Green. options, man. <laughs> I'll take uh, freaking uh, Randy Macho Man Savage. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? Look, I, at some point or another, uh, I don't see I, – I, they just, they're just too valuable to your team. Yeah, you can, you can go all, all along and, and try to build a bunch of prospects in Dynasty, and that's never going to end with me. I'm going to continually load up on prospects. But you've got a sure thing defense. You got a sure, you got a sure thing defense here. In the well, go for round, it. You know, and, and they're a shutdown defense. Where are those cornerbacks going to go? They're not going anywhere. They're going to be there. So I don't know. Hey, uh, Scott. Seattle well, went in right, year for instance, number for instance, one. Right. They didn't finish number one. They finished number two behind the Chiefs. So I get it. You know, they're not that much better than the other guys. I don't know. There's something about just being able to plug in that defense and not have to worry about it. Okay. Earlier this year, I had a great defense. I mean, a wonderful defense, the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Ugh. Yeah, they started take, strong, didn't you they? Take, yeah, you take a look at their points. I mean, they scored left and right all the time. Uh, you know, fumble recovery, interception, uh, return for a touchdown, fumble recovery, t- t- touchdown, uh, punt, return, touchdown, boom, boom, boom. I mean, that, that was just luck. Uh very few defenses are going to be solid in this game because it's a high-profile offense. Yeah, that's true. Good point from uh, Michael Trent there. Okay, we are going to start and break down the final four games. Look, that mock draft is there for you uh, to review, to look at, to keep. Uh, to uh, Look, those are 12 Dynasty veterans there that are drafting for you for your benefit uh, at Dynasty Startups. Now, we are going to have a rookie Dynasty mock draft, and then we're going to do a draft with rookies in it. So I know you've been waiting to see where you'll put a Sammy Watkins, where you'll put a Teddy Bridgewater, where where will you put a Trey Mason, where will you put these guys that are coming out and coming in on the draft, where will they go drafted in a Dynasty Startup? That's our next draft. We will share that with you. So just stick around. Uh, to Red versus Blue and FF Toolbox, and we will get those uh, drafts underway and put out for your enjoyment. Let's look at the games, Mike. Patriots-Colts, uh, seven-point favorite at home, Mike, over under 53. Vegas is expecting this game to be another high-scoring affair, even though the weather it doesn't look too good. No, it doesn't look good at all. But uh, I don't think the weather, uh, the weather hasn't... Uh, Made a difference in in a lot of the games, but uh, any uh, I feel like any plus a seven. I I, I think they'll cover. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, wow, it's it just uh, you know what what luck what Hilton is going to show up. Uh, Donald Brown's going to be uh, significant. Uh, the the big key to this game, in my opinion, Scott, is going to be Indy's defense. How good is their defense going to be to slow down Brady? Just slow. He's not going to stop him, but just slow him down. If they slow yeah. him down enough, then that could be good enough. Heavy showers should start by 1 p.m. and continue overnight. 
Highs will be in the 50s throughout the day. We'll drop into the 40s before the game starts at 8.15. They are going to have a just a burst of rain, dude. Uh, it's supposed to be a ton of rain. So this is, gonna, this is going to cause some issues with this passing game and the entire offense in general. I'm eating up the under in this game, Mike. If I had to bet, I'd have to pick the under. Uh, but let's look at this game. 440 yards for Luck. Epic 28-point comeback last week. Indy's proven it can beat anybody. They say, they went into San Fran and won. They brought Denver and Seattle into their home, and they beat them. They, they beat the Chiefs. Uh, Hilton had uh, the, the star of the show, right? And everybody wants to break yeah. down and say, what's going to happen in this game? The Patriots have a history. Let me just say this. They can shut down your best weapon, right? That's what they do. They take your one best weapon, they take them out of the game, they make you beat them everywhere else. So I have a feeling they're going to try their best to shut down Hilton and make somebody else beat them, the running backs, Fleener, and one of those wide receivers. So let's look at which wide receiver that's going to be. Let's look at snap counts from last week. Hilton, 47, Griff Whalen, 42, LeVon Brazil, 40, Derrick Rogers, only 19 snaps. Now he can make some deep plays, but it's obvious that Whalen is the guy to get the the, the, I thought he was going to have a big game last week. He really didn't. But he did get the, the snaps and the passing routes. So I'm willing to bet that if Hilton doesn't get it, it's Waylon and Fleener that get the majority of that work. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think Fleener's going to have a big game. Um, Waylon, it wouldn't surprise me to see Waylon have a big game. Uh, on the New England side, uh, I'm really – man, I think Shane Vereen's going to – I think I see this guy pushing for over 100 yards rushing and maybe 50 yards receiving. Uh, let's talk about the Colts' defense. They forced 12 turnovers the past six games. It's obvious that Robert Mathis is the weapon to contend with. 19 and a half sacks. He led the league, Mikey. Brady has been sacked ninth most in the NFL, but I have a feeling, again, another feeling, the Patriots will give him the J.J. Watt treatment. They're going to double and triple team him, right? And if you look at what J.J. Watt did against the Patriots in three games against the Pats, he has a grand total of one sack, seven hits, three hurries. They can take the game away from your best weapon on defense and on offense. That's what Belichick does. And like Watt, Mathis stands out on the pass rush threat in that front seven. He is the pass rush threat. Uh, 19 and a half sacks represents nearly half of the Colts' 42. So you put all that together. The Pats put up 59 on the Colts last year. Uh, and then when you look at Indianapolis, they allow four and a half yards per carry, tied for 24th in the league. That Without Jamal Charles, the Chiefs gashed them for 4.7 yards per carry. This team in the Patriots, they have kind of switched to a run-first team. 77 runs to 50 passes the last two weeks. And if the Colts do that 6-DB right. thing where they have that dime package come in, you're going to look for Shane Vereen to shotgun draw them like that. I've, I've thought about this game a lot, Mike. You're going to open yes. up the play action with Edelman and the seam routes. Things are going to get very easy for Brady. And then to finalize it all, Colts are a very small secondary. We brought this up earlier in the show. Nobody is over six foot in that secondary. Big receivers like Dwayne Bowe and have field days with the Colts. So with Dobson out, he's their tallest. I would look for Kenbrell Tompkins at six foot one to get a few deep yep. ones, Mike. My analysis of this yeah. game, 
I'm still going to take the Colts to win this game 23-20 to over the New England Patriots. No way. It's going to be more like a 35-31 uh, New England. Dude, do you know what the weather is? It's going to be downpouring the whole game. You, ugh, I, didn't, I, didn't we talk about that? Man, they, they, they don't care about that weather. 35-31 New England. Okay. I am, you are wrong, and I am right. Uh, that's what you need to start the show off with. The next, next Friday night, just say, you are wrong, I am right. That's the bet. I bet it's under 53 points. You say over. You say way over. You're like 68 points over. Uh, okay. Next game on the docket. Which one you want to do, Mikey? Uh, you want, you I want don't to care. do the, You lay it on me. Let's go with the other Saturday game, uh, New Orleans and Seattle. New Orleans and Seattle. That's, that's it Saturday, and then we'll go Sunday. You got the line on the spread for me? I sure do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Seattle's minus eight, and the over and under is 44 and a half with a driving rainstorm. Okay. So, you know what? It's went down. It was seven and a half for the Seahawks. Now you're saying it's eight. It was 48 and a half, and you're saying that line is now 44 and a half? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. See, that's the impact that weather has, you dummy. That's what I'm yep. trying to tell you. That there's going to be big-time <laughs> rain and storms are going to cause the offense to slow down for both teams. Let's look at this game. What's going to happen? Everybody says, you know what, look at the last game where they played each other. Uh, the Hawks it, only it allowed was, 172 Scott, let me go and take this over. Uh, All right, go ahead. First off. The first game was a total mess for New Orleans. Well, uh, they yeah. went into a hostile environment in uh, Seattle, and and Seattle just totally just ripped the hearts out of them. Just, I mean, they beat them bad. Which beat them really do again. bad. Though they will not. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so coming up this week, uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not a fool. Sean Payton's a great coach. And he is he is ready. He's able to get this team motivated for what they're about ready to go through. And uh, they, they they did all the piping in the music and the piping in the sounds and stuff like that. The only the only thing that scares me about this game, as far as New Orleans is concerned, is their defense. Can they handle Seattle's route running and Marshawn Lynch? If they can do that. They can win this game. It would not surprise me one bit to see New Orleans win this game. All right. Well, that's your uh, analysis from Mikey Trent from Brandenburg, Kentucky. Take it to the bank. Uh, he's he's predicting uh, the Saints it. in a victory formation lining up for the C- against the Seahawks. Uh, okay, let's look at the facts. Hawks allow 172 yards per game, number one in the league. Only 16 TDs allowed all year. This is not the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, Breeze last time, 147 yards, lowest of the season, lowest since 2006. Seattle run defense, seventh in the league, allows 100 yards per game. New Orleans was near the bottom in rushing at 25th. Okay, Uh, let's talk about Sherman. He's allowed just one reception the last time they played. Seven-yarder by Lance Moore, okay? Okay. this yeah. is not this is this is not good. The Saints rank second in the NFL, 
I will give him that. 191 yards per game. Only three teams allow a quarterback to throw for 300 or more. What does all that say? Look, uh, this is going to be a very tough game for the the Saints to get going. I don't look for Mark Ingram to be doing much like he did in the Eagle game because it's all about pace and tempo, Mike. If the Seahawks jump out on you, it's going to take Ingram ball control type stuff away. It's going to you're going to see a lot more Darren Sproles. Now, what does he do? Hopefully, that's hopefully you'll get a him lot. involved in the game. Okay, I think yeah. he should get Sproles in the game. Now, another point I'll make in favor of the Saints: if Colston is on the outside, he's blanketed by Sherman or Maxwell. Okay, that's not going to work. Yeah. Maxwell has been just as good. Byron Maxwell has been just as good. One reception every 13 snaps. He's ninth in the league, okay? Sherman is one reception every 18 snaps. So if you're on the outside, you're not going to complete much against these cornerbacks. But the good thing is Colston lines up on the inside a lot. He lines up in the slot a lot. He'll be just fine against a linebacker or a safety. So I think Colston will actually be okay this week. Uh, That's another point in favor of your Saints. Uh, however, look, I, I still think that um, – uh, oh, one last thing I'll tell you about the Saints. I love Kenny Stills. If you're in a dynasty league, go get Kenny Stills right now. He leads the NFL with 20 yards per catch. 20 yards per catch for this guy, and it's easy. All you got to do is run, and Drew Brees will throw it to you, right? But you got to think yep. about next year. Maybe Lance Moore gets his walking papers. He should stay, but maybe he doesn't. Uh, I think there will be a good opportunity for Kenny Stills. Good size, good speed. I think he'll be okay. It sounds like Pierre Thomas, the running back, missing practice. Probably not going to play, right? Isn't that what I'm hearing? Right. Somebody in the chat that's room, correct me if I'm wrong. They're all they're always there yeah, for me. That, yeah, that's what that's what I'm hearing as well, and that, that that's going to hurt. But uh, I just I don't know. I got a good feeling. The Saints keyed on Lynch last time, right? And it worked. Okay, it was his second-worst game of the year, 43 yards, 2.8 yards per carry. But they ranked 25th. The Saints ranked 25th in rushing yards allowed. I don't think that's going to work very well. Uh, by the way, Keenan Lewis is also, for the Saints, he's playing in this game. He's a damn fine cornerback. He'll be on Golden yep. Tate. You know, I'm saying a lot of things in support of the Saints, but I don't think it's a close game. I think the Seahawks actually take this one uh, and, and take it away by about 10 points. That's that's my guess. Uh, wow. Too much offense, too much Russell Wilson, too much gameplay, and the defense is too stifling uh, for the Saints. They're just not as dynamic as they once were, Mike. I don't, you know, Sproles hasn't no, looked no. like Sproles. I, and you're I, gonna I, throw I, I totally Graham, agree. And, and there's nobody on the and field man. that can really stop him, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, Saints' uh, defense is very suspect, but, uh, you know, all they got to do is hang around. If they hang around, if they're within uh, 7-10, come, uh, you know, 7-50 in the third quarter, then uh, it's going to be a ball game. I'm telling you. All right. Well, you know what? I just I just painted a lot of things that, that uh, look good for the Saints. So, yeah, you know, okay, I can I, – I'm a gambling man, but, you know, anyway, uh, moving on. Broncos, Chargers, Mike. Broncos, yeah. Chargers. You know, yeah. I think it's the one team that the Broncos really didn't want to see. I think it's the one team that the Broncos really – I think uh, I Peyton Manning didn't really want to see Rivers. Rivers has really owned Manning in the playoffs over the years. So, Rivers' best season out of his 10 years in the league, 69% 
69.5%, NFL best. He had 4,478 yards. That's his third best. 32 touch, uh, touchdowns, second most of his career. Only 11 interceptions. Career best, 105 rating. Fifth trip to the Pro Bowl. And uh, he's looked good against the, uh, uh, the Broncos. He's been efficient, Mike. That's what you need. But this Ryan Matthews situation has me concerned because they're going to need Matthews. Yeah, they're, they're going to need Matthews bad. And uh, But the one thing about it is the line right now is nine. And uh, just 24 hours ago, it was uh, ten and a half. Uh, wow, that's a big swing. That's a big swing when it comes Somebody to the Vegas money down. Somebody put some money down, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, big money. So uh, right now, uh, Denver is a uh, nine-point favorite. Fifty-four and a half is the uh, over and under. Uh, I like that 54 and a half. That's right on the money. Uh, I love San Diego plus a 10 and a half, but right now plus nine, I don't know. Um, Let me ask you a question real quick. We're running out of time. Yeah. We're running out of time. If Peyton Manning were to lose this game a second year in a row for the Denver, uh, first uh, an exit after achieving a bye, is it time Uh, to move? I mean, off his best season in his career, is it time to just call the curtain? No. No, no, heck no, heck no. You yeah. you got to find a way to make him succeed at that at, at that team in that spot. It's been yeah. a great season. He, he can't heck be no. asked to do it all. You almost have to say it's not Peyton. Uh, it's got to no. be the defense. You can't ask him to win the game by himself. You know? Got to be something else. Yeah, it has to be defense or special teams. Something that you have well, to fix. The. D- the dudes, I mean, he he did what he could do this year. I mean, he's <laughs> he can uh, hang his head high and feel good about it. Biggest weakness for the Broncos is his safety. Raheem Moore is out with a foot injury. Broncos have not gotten an interception against Rivers. Chargers corners are going to need another great game, in my opinion. They're going to have to. And look, They'll it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. Ten takeaways over the uh, last six games, four last week. What, what's your prediction for the game? Uh, I like San Diego. Uh, I like San Diego on a sweeper. Rushing yards allowed. Denver first in the league. The first or the first eight games they allowed eighty-one yards per game, three point four yards per carry. Per carry. Their rushing allowed has fell off the map the last eight games. One hundred twenty-two yards, four point two yards per carry. Where's the defense? How are you going to be a Super Bowl team? You gotta Scott, Super Bowls are won with defense, my man. I'm going back to what I said at the start of the show. The Giants won, they were hot. San Diego, they're hot. They're hot right now. I'm I'm going with San Diego. Mm. The Chargers held the Broncos to their two lowest yardage outputs of the year in their last two games. This is the one team they didn't want to face. But I'm still taking the Broncos. Still taking the Broncos to win uh, in a route, in a Peyton route. Final game, Niners at the Panthers, Mike. Uh, spread over under. we got one minute to go. Man, that's tough. Uh, San Francisco's minus one. Uh, the Niners are minus one. The over under is 41. Uh, I still like the uh, – I like I like San Francisco giving up the point. Uh, I love this to go under the 41. Everybody's expecting the Niners to take on the Seahawks. Wouldn't it be something if it's the Panthers against the Saints and the Saints have to go into Carolina? Ranked sixth in passing defense. Ranked second in rushing defense. The Panthers hold teams to just 15 points. 
I don't understand. Do like Everybody's on the Kaepernick bandwagon, but I I now gotta think. Panthers. Come on, Scott. I gotta think the Panthers pull this game out at home, buddy. I'm taking the Panthers in a close one. That is uh, wow. Yeah, dude. It, it's uh, it's it's three, four, ro- four home teams, three home teams and a road team in the Colts. That's that's my prediction, my man. Hey, great to talk to you great. on Friday night. We will do it again next Friday, and we've got a lot more coming up. We've got a rookie draft that we're going to start in the Dynasty Football World Championship. I'm headed out to Vegas this Tuesday. The FFWC is up for a couple of awards, Best Live Event and Rookie of the Year. Mike, root us in there. We'll see you next week. Sounds great. Sounds great. Take You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your host, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.